This is College Hockey Southwest Weekly, your source for college hockey in the desert southwest, part of the IcetimeHockeySW.com family. College Hockey Southwest Weekly is presented by College Bar and Grill, 502 South College Avenue in Tempe, and online at ilovecollege.co. Now, here are your hosts, Scott Strandy, and I'm Tom Callahan. All right, welcome in to another edition of College Hockey Southwest Weekly. Tom, welcome back to beautiful Oceanside Ice Arena and our newly adapted studio in Locker Room 2. Locker Room 2, it's, uh, the lighting is so much better in here. I just, no, it's not. <laughs> it's not. It's, you know what, though? I mean, Oceanside is its own home ice advantage, and it's grown on me, so I'm fine. We're good. We're good. <laughs> you know, for College Hockey Southwest Weekly, it's always great to be right here at the rink, right? Because we get to see everybody as they come by. As you can hear the banging of pucks out there, uh, University of Central Oklahoma and ACHA D1 team is, is here getting some ice time in, preparing for their uh, game tonight against ASU. And that's the beauty of being here is we can be right in the midst of college hockey. And with the, the rise of the Sun Devil program, it's been such a joy, at least for me, for the last four years. And, and this year, it's been a joy to have you over here. So give me your thoughts as we kind of just get into this last eight games of the season for them. Well, uh, you know, the guys have done a good job, and Coach Powers has done a good job all season of saying there's no pressure. Um, if there was going to be pressure, the last eight games is where you might start to feel it because you are a ranked team for several weeks now. Uh, people, you're not sneaking up on people maybe like you might have been at the beginning of the year. Uh, and I think that the attention that's coming on the program, you know, we saw it today, there were a lot of people here, yeah. uh, you know, dying to talk to this team or somebody on the team and get a piece of the action right now. And, and what is a really... Uh, well coached and and even though they lost a couple of games at Cornell they're still playing well um, and, and it's a good team I mean they they ran into a bit of a freight train with Cornell they got off to a slow start didn't really um, do what they needed to do on the weekend but um, this this is a program on the rise and I think people are are starting to pay attention to that so my point being uh, and yes I do have one is that um, you know, with the attention and the focus r ratcheting up now, the pressure will ratchet up uh, to continue to win, to continue to play well, to keep that standard up and ultimately make the NCAA tournament. If they don't, uh, I don't think that they're going to say, boy, what a disappointing season, or boy, that was terrible, because uh, nobody thought they'd be there in the first place. But if they do make it, all bets are off. Absolutely. Well, we had a chance to visit with Coach Powers for our regular five-minute Powers play segment. I think we went about 12 minutes today, but uh, he had a lot to talk about. One of the things he told me was that he thought this last weekend, especially Friday night, but even into Saturday, that his freshmen really felt like freshmen for the first four periods of the weekend. And he felt like they got better for the last two periods. But he said Cornell was a big, heavy team in an old rink people right on top of you and he said for the first time he thought collectively as a group they all played like freshmen I know line of rink well yeah. uh, I that's actually where I called my first college game was was for Cornell uh, years ago we won't talk about how long ago but it was a while ago um, but I mean that is a tough building everybody's right on top of you it's small it's loud I think it's only 3,500 maybe 3,000 um, but it's just one of those buildings where the immediacy of the fans and the fans they have organized chants and they don't shut up all game and they're right on you and you know what uh, good 
yeah. I will say good because you have to go through those situations. You have to face the pressure on the road. You have to learn in those types of environments. And so for this hockey club to go through something like that is pretty critical to the growth process uh, because look, you're going to face adversity. I don't care who you are and you grow from it and you learn from it. And sometimes you win, sometimes you don't, but maybe now going into more hostile environments uh, down the road here, you got BU, you got RIT, you got Minnesota. Um, hey, you got to figure out how to deal with it and you got to learn sometime, no time like the present. You know, I've been saying this all week. One thing that stuck in my head was ASU came in started their program and coach told me that they were going to be big and physical and old. That's what they wanted to be when they first came into NCAA hockey. They're now making the transition to a fast, skilled, uh, more developed team. And I wondered if that might have had some effect on how they played against the big physical team right now. They're playing, trying to play skill, and these teams are trying to rock and sock them. And you look at Clarkson, you look at Cornell, both that, you know, coach called them ECAC teams. <laughs> That's the kind of style that they play. Your thought on that? I think that six foot four, 225 pound defensemen aren't going away. Right. They're still going to college and they're still going to play the game. And there are going to be teams that play a heavy style like that. Uh, and if you're going to play skill, that's fine, but you have to learn how to deal with that weight. Yeah. You have to learn how to deal with that heavy style of play. Uh, and that's, again, a learning process for Arizona State. And to go through that and, and have the Sun Devils face um, a team like the Big Red, uh, that's you got to get through it and, and you learn, you adapt, maybe you change a few things. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, it's absolutely critical that if they are going to commit to this style, they are going to play this way and they've done a good job of it. Um, you've got to figure out how to beat every kind of team out there. Well, speaking of big and physical, our next guest our, for today is uh, big and physical defenseman Gavito Janssens is coming on, our Latvian lo locomotive as he came into ASU. He told me he hadn't heard that much lately, but he is big, he is strong, he is a great defenseman, and uh, he's proven his worth here at ASU. So let's uh, take a quick break. We'll come right back with Gavito Janssens. Hey, you want to get rid of that sting from the rink? Or maybe wipe out the smell of smoke, pets, or other household irritants. When you need an organic-based odor, bacteria, virus, mold, or fungus eliminated safely, naturally, and with no harmful toxins or residues left behind, call on OxyPow. For more information or to get in touch, visit OxyPow.com. That's O-X-Y-P-O-W.com. All right, welcome in to another edition of College Hockey Southwest Weekly. If you've been hanging around this ASU program for a little while now, you know this big defenseman sitting next to me, the Latvian locomotive. Are we still calling you that, Gavito Janssens? Uh, I think so, yeah, but I haven't heard it for a while, so. <laughs> so tell me a little bit about your season so far as a, as a Sun Devil. You guys have seen success, right? Yeah, we just take every, every, every weekend once at, once at a time and just make sure we have a good first period on Friday, and then let's see how it goes. Talk about your defensive core. You guys have really come together this year and really changed the style of play for Sun Devil Hockey. Now breaking out is a, is a lot more efficient, and neutral zone play is better, and of course you guys are doing a good job of keeping the puck out of the net well, but what have you done differently, or is it just the players? I think it's just the players. We all got better over the summer, and that's... We are just all, all good friends. We all support each other, and that's, that's how it is. If we trust each other, we all can play better. If we make a mistake, we all support each other, so that's why. What's it been like this year, though, with a little added pressure now that you keep winning and people start to look at the pitchfork a little differently? 
I think there's no pressure at all. We we just play, and that's it. Like, because schools like BC, they have to win. Like, nobody expects us to win. We just play and take every 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 game once at a time, and that's it. You know, I know when you came to ASU, you were a, a big defenseman. Coach wanted you to be a big, use yeah. your body style defenseman. Now you're developing even more into a little more skilled defenseman, moving the puck. Is that something you want to do? Yeah, I worked on it over the summer, just getting my skills better, but also keeping my physical play up. Yeah. So, yeah, I'll just keep doing the things I do best and help the team win. Talk a little bit about off the ice. What do you guys do for off the ice training? I know you got Leanne Blinn now as your uh, strength and conditioning. And what has she done to keep you guys so healthy and so strong and, and be able to get stronger as the season goes on? I don't know what she does, but she's really good. And they like what she does. We just, build, we just trust her for what she says. And like, when we want something extra, we just go to her and she'll, she'll do it for us. Talk a little bit about your team. And, and right now, you guys seem to be very cohesive, very together on the road, at home. What's a road trip like for you guys? Do you have fun? Of course you have fun. Like, we hang out in the rooms and like, just like, just, we're like a bunch of college athletes, so. It's fun to be around us and it's like that, yeah. So you're making some cross-country trips. You got a couple more coming up. You got a, a trip to Boston next weekend. Then you go back to Rochester, New York for RIT. Then you finally come home for the final home season. What are those trips like cross-country? Is it, is it tough to make those trips or is it just something you get used to? I'm kind of used to because I'm <laughs> used to flying back home every like Every Christmas and then summer, like jet lag doesn't really, like get me. But like I think it's kind of easy because we usually leave Wednesday morning and then we skate right away and then we we have a good night of sleep and then the next morning it's, it's all you all ready. It's not like we leave Thursday and then we get there Thursday night and we have a game Friday, so it's all good. Coach Powers told me there's no excuses. You guys get there early enough to get ready and get ready to play. So. Talk a little bit about some of these teams that you guys have, have had losses to with the two at Cornell and Clarkson. Did you see them as similar style teams? I think so, because like it's hard to play against them because they play really structured like us. Yeah. And it's like kinda hard to beat their like offensive not like neutral zone. But we play kinda against BC, they're more offensive tendent. Yeah. And then it's hard it's, it's easy to get them like on a Contra attacks. With you guys sitting with 16 wins right now, and the next win is going to put you guys in a different position because it's going to mean your first winning season as a Sun Devil program. Are you, do you think you're getting the best of every other team right now? Are they going like, hey, we're, we're going to get ready for ASU because we know they're pretty good? Uh, I think it's been like that since the beginning <laughs> of the se season because College hockey only has 30 games, and it's yeah. every game's like a playoff game, so you don't want to lose, and it's it's hard to win in college, so we have to be ready every 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 Friday night. You know, I know you guys take it one game at a time, but have you had a chance to look as a group or by yourself and kind of go like, hey, we can really do something here, get into the NCAA tournament, or are you still trying to block that out even with eight games left? Uh, of course, we would really like to try block it out, but like. If you look at it, all social media, you can see it. It's hard to like block it out, but like starting against BU, we'll just do like we did with beginning of the season. That we'll take every game, like every Friday night at the start of the game. 
So let's talk a little bit about international hockey. When you get to go home at Christmas time and you're wearing your ASU gear, is there more talk in Latvia now about ASU and Sun Devil hockey? Uh, I think college hockey is still like new over there. Yeah. We have few players who play college hockey, but it's still new. So, of, of course, we they all know that we play here and yeah. like over over like, over here. So like they ask us how it is, how is the school? Like, is it hard to like do both hockey and school? So yeah. And you got uh, you got a Latvian teammate with you here. So tell us a little bit about that relationship with you guys. How much have you guys grown together with the time that you spent here in the U.S.? I uh, like I knew him all my life, right. and then I moved here, started playing hockey in the U.S., and then he moved here, and then we started playing each other, and then we both got recruited here, and then we we're roommates now, and we're really good friends, and then. I go over to his house in the summers, and then we hang out, and then same thing he does with me. Somebody told me that you guys do a little shopping when you guys get out. Tell me a little bit about grocery shopping between you and Phil Bunces. Uh, yeah, we do a lot of grocery shopping, but it's kind of hard for us because we don't have a car, so we have to like Uber to Target, and and then we have all the grocery like bags and like water cases, and it's kind of hard to get out of our apartment, so. Yeah, it's kind of hard. So have you guys got Americanized yet, or is it still, uh, what, what, let's put it this way. What's the favorite food for, for Phil Bunces and, and Gavito when they're, uh, when they're sitting at home? I would say we usually order wings from like Buffalo Wild Wings. <laughs> can't eat that. If, if not, then we just eat chips. That's, <laughs> that's like our like cheat meal. Like if you have a good weekend, First of all, we have to play good, and then we can treat ourselves. I hear you. And a happy belated birthday. I told you off camera. You just turned how old? 22. 22. So you're getting to be one of the old men on this team, though, aren't you? Yeah, they're all saying I'm a lot older than I'm, than I'm on, my, on my passport, but they're just, they're just kidding. <laughs> Gavito, I appreciate your time. As I said before on social media, you're still my favorite Latvian. Yeah, thank you. Game like a pro, post game like a champion at College Bar and Grill. Located across the street from the iconic A Mountain and Sun Devil Stadium and a quick walk from Wells Fargo Arena, College Bar and Grill is your home for the best local craft beer, delicious creative cocktails, tasty food, and Tempe's best atmosphere for Arizona State Athletics. College Bar and Grill, pregame like a pro, post game like a champion. Online at ilovecollege.co. All right, we're back. Tom, your thoughts on Gavito Janssens and the Latvian locomotive. I know he gave you one statement that, that you love. So give me, give me the one statement you got out of Gavito that, that's got your head spinning. Well, I, I love listening to him talk, first of all, because it reminds me of talking with a lot of the European players uh, back when I was in Nashville and, and have been in hockey for years. But they're always entertaining, but it's really funny. First of all, I, I champion his wings. Yes, order those chicken wings. As someone wing, from Buffalo, right? yeah, Buffalo wings. Um, but I love I loved the second part of the answer. He's like, wings, and if not, man, we just eat chips. Make an entire meal out of chips. If I, I mean, I can't do that, Scott. I'm going to have a heart attack and, and fall over if I do that. But, man, it's uh, the, the wonders of being, you know, 20 or 22, as, as he told us, the old man of the program. But you can down a bag of chips, and it doesn't matter. That's considering treating yourself after a win. So good for, good for you guys. I like that part, too, where he told us he had to get a win first before he could treat right. himself. So let's hope that there's eight more wins coming down the pike for him. But in all seriousness, uh, the weekend uh, out at Cornell, really 
slightly hurt them. The pairwise, they dropped from 10 to 12. Um, we knew, all knew, or at least I knew, that they were not going to go 12-0 and in the devilish dozen. So now there's eight games left. Um, I think they have teams that play more their style uh, coming up. So your estimation, what do they have to do during the final eight games of the season to uh, get that tournament berth? If they don't go 6-2, and two, I don't think they're in the conversation. Um, I, I think that's just the way it is because of what will come out with all the conference tournaments and the automatic bids and all that. Um, so they've got to go at least 6-2, and two, and if they could go 7-1, and 8-0, no, great. Um, but even then, Scott, I don't know. I, w I wonder if people look at this little stretch, which I don't personally, but they look at this little stretch, they're like, boy, they've gotten knocked around a little bit. Um, has that lowered people's opinion of what they've been doing? And they're like, okay, we thought they were there. They're not quite there yet. So, it, you know, people reevaluate based on that. But um, there's no way to pick it back up quicker than going for a couple of big wins. And that's exactly what they need to do. As I mentioned, BU and RIT on the road is going to be tough, uh, both of those buildings. And, uh, you know, you come back, you've got American International as the last home series here, and then you wrap up with Minnesota. And uh, it's, it's not an easy schedule, but they didn't want an easy schedule. They didn't want to set it up that way, and they didn't. And so I look at where this team is right now. Um, I honestly feel like they have still a, a very real shot at being in. Um, but they have to not only win, but win convincingly. It's almost a little like college football. Right. Um, now you've got to win, but you've got to show teams that you just don't scratch out a win here, scratch out a win there. You've got to beat teams, and you've got to show that you can establish and dominate with your style of play. So that actually more than anything else is what I look for to see them make a mark here over the last eight. I also want to talk a little bit about the, uh, the Hobie Baker vote. Uh, <laughs> fan vote just came out. Um, I'm going to go on my rant right now, Tom. I'm going to tell you, there's 81 names on that fan vote. You and I are on the Hobie Baker list <laughs> yeah. for this year, fan vote. So vote, there's, vote Tom. No. There's only, there's only 60 teams in, in college hockey. Why in the world put 81 names on there to really confuse things? It, it's almost like, and you and I talked off camera about this, it almost gets me going on the tie thing again, and you don't want me to go down that road, but your thoughts on Joey Decord and Johnny Walker both being nominated uh, in the fan vote, at least for uh, the Hobie Baker Award. Well, and we talked about this off camera. Goalies can win the Hobie, but I mean, they never do. Players win the Hobie Baker. Johnny's got a legit shot. He's got enough wins, uh, or sorry, he's got enough goals uh, to be in the conversation leading the nation right now. And I think if he keeps that up, that'll work out well. Uh, and he should be in the conversation for the finalists. Is he going to be a finalist? I don't know simply because I don't know if the perception of the program uh, will help or hurt him uh, being just in its fourth season. But he, he deserves to be in the conversation and should be. And Joey Decord should definitely be in the conversation for the Richter. Um, I would love to see college hockey do two things. Number one, please chop that list down. Don't do that because, because it turns into a popularity contest, right. which is not what this award is. It's not the most popular player. Um, and then the other thing is you have the Richter. Put the goalies in the Richter. Yeah. Let, let players win the Hobie. Let goalies win the Richter. Separate those two out. That's what I'd like to see. And I'm going to throw in, when you're playing a hockey game, finish it. Don't leave it as a tie. All right. Enough, yeah. okay. enough said on the tie part of it. All right. We got, we got just a couple of weeks left. Uh, a couple of weeks. We got a month left. And then the Sun Devils will be done three weeks before everybody else. In your estimation, does that hurt or help them? Uh, it, it'll hurt them. 
Um, just I've seen, I, I've been with teams where um, one time I was with a group that we went through most of the playoffs like a hot knife through butter, got to the final because of scheduling, had eight days off before the final started and lost in six. And the first two games just didn't have it going. Now the next four were all close. Three of them went to overtime, but you end up losing the series 4-2. I think three weeks off is going to hurt them. Uh, and it's going to be up to Coach Powers to figure out ways to keep them sharp. Uh, but boy, oh boy, they better come out just absolutely in tip-top shape, mentally sharp, and just running in that first game. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we'll... Uh Close things out for another episode of College Hockey Southwest Weekly. We ask you to tune in on iTunes, podbean.com, of course, our website at icetimehockeysw.com. Um, we're going to follow this team right till the very end, no matter when it is. Hopefully, it's in uh, mid March or mid April with a trip back to your hometown. Yeah, that would be great. We go to Buffalo, and uh, that means good things. Frozen Four. I, I will take that all day long. And maybe uh, I can take a certain Latvian out for some real chicken wings. <laughs> I was just going to say, is it going to conclude with buffalo wings and chips? Yeah, buffalo, buffalo don't have wings. It's chicken wings. So let's get that straight. Chicken wings and Gavito, wings are on me, buddy. If we get there, I'll, I'll get you. Tom, I appreciate your time as always. Let's get prepared for another week of, uh, of hockey, but it's actually two weeks away because we got a weekend off to... Uh, to just kind of soak us all in and, and be appreciative of what Sun Devil Hockey's brought to the desert Southwest. Yeah, it, uh, it's great to see the growth of the game, Scott, the continued growth of the game, and uh, the more buzz there is, the better we are, and uh, get more kids skating, more kids playing, that's, that's the goal. What's that final phrase you always have? Do something with your stick? Keep your stick on the ice.